From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, are you to blame if your children are myopic? There are some people who will have very strong genetic components that will lead to them getting myopia no matter what environmental factors occur in their lives. First this. In order to provide medical education free of commercial bias, as seen from here requires a financial interest disclosure before any podcast program. Dr. Mackey declares no real or apparent conflicts of interest. The Open Ophthalmology Project at openophthalmology.com is an enormous success with over 5,000 users in 57 countries. I have an announcement and a request about this open courseware ophthalmology project. First, I am happy to announce a dramatic improvement in functionality. Beginning this month, new versions of the 20 lecture optics series will be podcast. When you launch any of these new podcasts in iTunes, you'll see the word chapters appear on the menu bar. Each of the lectures has been divided by subtopic, and you can navigate directly to the subtopic of your choice by clicking on the chapters menu item. If you are viewing the lectures on a computer, an iPhone or an iPod Touch, you'll also see an improvement in video resolution, just in time for the OCAPs or the boards. I have a request. I want to solicit lectures for the Open Ophthalmology Project. Perhaps you have a lecture you would like to distribute to our large viewer base. Just email me at jyoungmd at gmail.com. I'll be happy to have you on board, and so will ophthalmology residents from Dublin to Dubai. Come check it out at openophthalmology.com. Is myopia a product of genetics or environment or a combination of the two? It's well and good to say that there must be some degree of genetic contribution, but can we take the next step and elucidate the genetic malefactor? David Mackey can. Dr. Mackey has just published results of a study to identify a genetic contributor to myopic development. Aside from patients with keratoconus or patients with lens abnormalities like microspherophagia, is all myopia axial myopia? No, no, there can be um, lenticular causes of myopia and that's most obvious in people who've got subluxed lenses such as in Marfan syndrome, um, which is a genetic disorder, so they can have the lens causing myopia. So of all the possibilities of things that influence myopia, you have the cornea and its curvature, um, the refractive indices of the various parts of the eye could influence Uh, whether someone gets myopia, but no one's really done any research into that area. But by large, most of the cause of myopia is axial length. Let's define our terms. What is pathological myopia? Well, I probably avoided that because if you look at the research we're doing, rather than relying on a definition, we're actually taking a measurement as a continuous variable. So one can study disease by using a definition and having that as a cutoff and there have been various cutoffs described for myopia such as minus six diopters 
However, probably more scientifically, we should be looking at the distribution of refraction in a general population and using cutoffs such as two standard deviations or four standard deviations, which is about where the minus six cutoff fits. Prior to your study, was there any evidence for a genetic basis to myopia? There have been numerous studies looking at families where there are a large number of individuals often with high levels of myopia. Now, we have syndromic myopia, which occurs in diseases such as Stickler's syndrome, which are due to mutations in collagen 2 and collagen 11. And then there are what we'd regard as non-syndromic myopia, which is where the myopia is the only feature in the family. And there have been quite a few regions linked to families. There's myopia gene locus number one up to number 14 and these have been established from various studies around the world. With some of these studies gene regions have been located and one other twin study was done in the United Kingdom where they looked at the refractive error and they suggested that the PAX6 gene, the gene that causes the disease aniridia, may be responsible for myopia in some of their older female twins. However, this study hasn't been replicated. Is there any evidence for a non-genetic, for example, an environmental basis for myopia? Myopia, like almost every disease, is a combination of genetic and environmental factors. And we know from studies, particularly in East Asia, where there's been epidemic proportion of myopia developing in the younger generations, particularly in places like Singapore, Taiwan and Hong Kong, that there's some environmental factor that's changed. However, the predisposition to getting myopia is probably genetic. And so what we hope to untangle is the combination of factors, the genes and the environmental factors that cause myopia and hopefully by identifying individuals at high risk of myopia we may be able to look at environmental interventions in those people to prevent the development of myopia. Is the heritability of axial length the same as the heritability of myopia and what does this mean? In our study, it appears that the heritability of the axial length is slightly higher than the heritability of refractive error in the twin sample that we looked at. And this is because it is a pure biological measurement, whereas refractive error will be a combination of different biological components. However, different studies with different age groups and different ethnicities will get slightly different heritability scores. And in the study that we recently have published with mainly adolescent twins, we found that the variation in axial length was mainly due to genetic factors accounting for 0.81 of these and the remainder being due to environmental differences between the twins. David, I'm wondering if you can clarify something for me. What does it mean that the heritability of axial length is different from the heritability of myopia? Does this mean that some patients with long axial lengths are emetropic? The the question is a little bit um, different. It's probably two different questions um, that are blended in there. In terms of the axial length, 
in people who have larger eyes overall, such as a larger person, they may have emetropia with a larger eyeball. However, some individuals who have a normal size eyeball that has elongated will have an increased axial length and they usually will be myopic. In relation to the heritability, the reason we think that there is a slightly better heritability score coming out of the twin study for the axial length rather than the myopia is that we're looking at a simpler, purer measurement for which there are mainly genetic factors involved. And it would be quite likely that other compensatory mechanisms that we know exist in the development of emetropization of the eye are going to influence the final measure of the refraction and therefore the heritability will be slightly different because of these other factors also being involved in the final refractive outcome. David, can I get you to describe the design of your study? So rather than looking at myopia, we've decided to look at refraction as a continuous spectrum. So we don't need to rely on any definitions and we can look at people of any refractive error as part of the study. We're doing a classical twin study and that is where we compare how similar identical twins are to each other against non-identical twins and how similar they are to each other. And usually if we see the identical twins having a very high correlation and the non-identical twins having a less high but still significant correlation, that implies that there is a strong genetic component to the measurement in question and in this case refraction and axial length and other parameters that are associated with glaucoma measurements. We then take all the data and using various computer programs to do structural equation modelling can estimate the amount of variation that is due to genetic or environmental factors. What is the twin eye study? The twins eye studies in Australia composes of a large cohort in Tasmania of which there are many young children and also a cohort of adolescent twins in Brisbane. They're aged mainly between 15 years and 25 years and we've also seen adult twins along the east coast of Australia. This study that has been published on the axial length of myopia focused mainly on twins from the Brisbane Adolescent Twin Study and only as part of the study that we have analysed. In the future, when we have a large number of twins and we've now seen over 1,000 sets of twins in Australia, we will look at more detailed genetic analysis of these and hopefully identify several other regions which contribute not only to axial length and myopia but other measurements that we have taken in the study looking at glaucoma. For instance, we've been looking at the heritability of central corneal thickness which has a very high heritability as well as the size of the optic nerve and the optic cup and numerous other measurements associated with a routine ophthalmological exam. David, what were your findings? 
the findings that are published um, recently in ophthalmology looked at axial length in the twins. We analysed how heritable the trait of axial length was and the 81% heritability indicated that there was a strong genetic component. On a proportion of the twins who had been involved in a previous study where we had DNA material available, we analysed the DNA markers and recognised one particular region on chromosome 5 had a significant correlation with the axial length of the eye. This is an interesting region because it is in the same area where Wagner syndrome has been linked to and this gene region with Wagner syndrome may be associated with myopia. At present we have not yet done an in-detailed analysis of the genes in the region but that is currently underway. David, just for the purposes of review, can you describe Wagner syndrome for us? Uh, Wagner syndrome is a rare vitreoretinopathy where people can get abnormalities of the vitreous and often this is associated with myopia. It was originally described in Switzerland by Dr. Wagner and some overlap with the features of Stickler's syndrome. How do your findings compare with those of other studies? Well, this is the first twin study to look at the axial length. So we don't have any major studies of twins to look at axial length. There was a study in Sardinia which looked at a population there which has a founder effect, but they had a region on chromosome 2 that they thought was related, but we did not replicate this region in our study. And it may reflect that there are several genes involved with axial length and in different populations, different genes are more common. And you made the point that that population was much more homogeneous than your study population was. Yes, our Australian population, although Tasmania tends to have individuals descended from early settlers of Australia, the Brisbane twins are a more cosmopolitan population, though predominantly from northern European ancestry. David, how much of myopia is genetically determined? This is the interesting nature versus nurture argument that crops up with almost all uh, disease traits. I think that all of us have genes that contribute to our risk for getting myopia. There are some people who will have very strong genetic components that will lead to them getting myopia no matter what environmental factors occur in their lives. I think there are other individuals who have very resilient eyes who despite all of the environmental factors that may predispose to myopia won't become myopic. But I think the majority of individuals are at risk of some myopia of varying degrees due to their genetic background and depending on the amount of environmental factors involved, this determines whether they will develop myopia. So if one was to do a study in Singapore where almost everyone is myopic and all of them have the same environmental factors, it may be that the genetic variation accounts for most of the variability. But in another country such as in Australia or particularly in Sydney where they've been doing the Sydney myopia study looking at children's refractive errors, 
we may find a much greater difference in, in the environmental behaviours of different individuals within that population. David, what are the environmental factors associated with the development of myopia? Environmental factors associated with myopia is probably a more controversial area than looking for the genetic factors associated with myopia. For many years, people have presumed higher education and near work are associated with this. Though recently, work from Sydney has suggested that it is the amount of time children spend outdoors playing is a major component to protecting from myopia. And this is inversely related with study time. So kids who play outside more are more likely to study less and vice versa. David, I'm going to ask a question that may be a little bit unfair. Unlike Wagner or Stickler syndrome, myopia is very common. If a large portion of these cases is genetically determined, then myopia genes must be fairly common too. Can you guess why a gene that produces pathology is so common? Is there any obvious evolutionary advantage to this gene? Sure. With any disease where there is a gene present, one always has the possibility of asking, is there an advantage to having a particular gene mutation? And if something is very common, one would presume that there is an advantage in either having the mutation itself in the way that causes the disease state or perhaps in being a carrier and only having half of the dose of the disease gene. The best example of this phenomenon is with sickle cell disease where individuals are protected from malaria but there is the risk of developing sickle cell anemia. With myopia there is a possibility that there may be advantages if one looks at Stickler's syndrome, there may be advantages in being taller, which is one of the other features of Stickler's syndrome, which is then offset by the disadvantage of being myopic. Now, what are these advantages of particular gene mutations? This actually takes even longer to work out than finding the genes associated with the disease, and we don't have many hard facts in front of us to indicate this. But with due course, we hopefully will be able to identify the full pathways of all the genes involved with myopia. However, for some diseases which affect people in later life, for instance, age-related macular degeneration and glaucoma, most people don't develop these diseases till they're well over their 40s or 50s. And in the past, few people would survive to that age and most would have had their families by that time. And therefore, even though this would appear to be a deleterious mutation, it wouldn't actually have affected the survival of the gene within a population. David, what do we do with this information? Should we be testing children and if they test positive, counseling them to avoid environmental factors associated with myopia, telling them to go outside and play and to stop playing on the Wii? The ultimate aim will be to identify children who would be at risk for developing myopia and look at environmental interventions. I don't think our DNA results at the moment are validated enough and examined enough to know whether we can accurately test people to give them this information reliably. I think the important message is that we need to be aware that refractive error and 
increased axial length do run genetically and probably do run within families and that if people identify large families with myopia then there are researchers who are very interested in studying these families to identify the genetic course of these and it should be possible to predict within families who might be at risk of myopia. David, is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, so your focus is mainly on the axial length and the myopia. Um, we did have our previous work where we looked at the central corneal thickness and that was very heritable. The identical twins almost came up with the same numbers um, when you measured them, or almost as high as the correlation between a person's right eye and their left eye. But over the next um, three or four years, we're going to be putting out a lot of data from this study and we've actually received funding through the National Eye Institute in collaboration with the Twin Research Group at St Thomas's Hospital in London to do more work in the area of myopia and glaucoma-related measurements and identify the genes associated with these from the twin studies. David Mackey, thank you so much. You're welcome. David Mackey is Associate Professor of Ophthalmology at the University of Melbourne and the University of Tasmania in Australia. His paper, Genetic Dissection of Myopia, Evidence for Linkage of Ocular Axial Length to Chromosome 5Q, is in press in ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Mackey or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States dial area code 646-808-0231. In the United Kingdom dial 020-7558-8275 or Skype JYoungMD. Those numbers can be found on our website as seenfromhere.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.